We're back like we never left. Welcome back to another episode, episode three of the podcast that no one asked for. Uh, as always, joined by my co-host, Kyle George and Jordan Pennsylvania. Uh, what's going on, fellas? Hello. <laughs> well, boys. So uh, Kyle was playing uh, some Destiny uh, before we before we started recording, so he was you know letting us watch a, a stream and kind of explaining it to us, and I was very confused. He was trying to get some like <laughs> rare body armor or something, and it, it was pretty confusing to me. Um, but but it was it was interesting. He was uh, he was pretty good with the snipers. I was absolutely clicking heads, folks. If you if you weren't there, you missed out. People were getting wrecked. Okay, I'm talking inanimate or well i guess artificial intelligent characters that really sounds embarrassing when i said it out loud to be honest with you. i'm gonna i'm gonna cut that i'm gonna actually cut that out we, we you, should... you didn't get that rare armor either so I we didn't. were, we I were didn't. all sad Very, yeah, it was sad big, for you big sad boy energy in the chat i am <laughs> so we, we've got a fun episode uh we're gonna discuss a few things that are going on uh you know sports uh, pop culture, movies, uh, we're going to get this rolling. Uh, the first thing that we want to discuss is obviously um, the 43-year-old acting like 20-year-old Tom Brady, which was which was pretty entertaining to see. Um, I, I mentioned this last week uh, on Twitter uh, after, while the parade was going on that Tampa Bay Brady is far more enjoyable uh, than any previous Tom Brady. Um, I can say that I'm enjoying watching him just have fun. Um, it's interesting because I hope that, um, myself gets to be as happy as Tom Brady is after he left the situation where he wasn't appreciated. Um, I only hope that I can find that in my next relationship. Uh, because again, like, like we've said, you know, trying to be appreciated going forward, but Brady, Christ, these sneak disses, my God, listen, man. Listen, subliminals are the best, but um, it's not even subliminal. Yeah, <laughs> hey, hey, I'm I, I, I never. I won't. I won't mention her by name um, because she doesn't deserve it. But that's neither here nor there. Um, but Brady just being absolutely ridiculous um, on the boat, absolutely hammered, uh, was something good to see. Um, you know, what were some of your guys' favorite moments from that? Yeah, so I'll I'll start first on this one. I I. Uh... <laughs> Just I, it just seems like he's like so much happier th- th- with that one win in Tampa than I I ever saw him in New England and I, I'm right there with you for some reason Tom is like way more likable now and I'm not sure what it is maybe it's just because he just doesn't give a fuck he's 43 he's like I'm just out here doing my thing um, but like the the one thing I saw was a he you know he was he had to get helped uh, you know out of the area and we've we've all been there all right we've all been there right. Am I right? I'm right. Oh, okay, right. That's, I was telling my friend, my friends were texting me about it, and they were like, you, you know, that's Polly. that's Polly during a claw walk. And I was like, you guys are absolutely correct. <laughs> yeah, and then the, the, the part when, and I, I swear to God, guys, I clench every time he does it, even though I know the outcome, is when he throws the Super Bowl trophy, the Lombardi, right? Like, that, that, that like, drove me insane. I, I, I had heart palpitations watching that fly over a 13 foot stretch. First of all, very good underhand. He has a, he has a career in softball if he wants it, um, but it, just, pitch Tom. it was just like, Oh my God. I like, I, I, I'm clenching up just thinking about it. I got, I got anxiety. Jordan, please take it away. I'm so sick of this dude. Like, he's, oh like I just, I can't stand this, you know, like everywhere he goes, it doesn't matter. He wins. And you're right. You guys are right. Like, Oh man, it like 
seeing him drunk, like it was actually pretty cool. He just, it was like me going to the bar, something like that, and getting absolutely smacked. Like I've been thrown out of bars, I've been carried out of bars. Like I, you know, I, I felt like, you know, it, it was very relatable, and it's so annoying because like I want to hate him so bad, but it's like so hard now. Um, well, yeah, Kyle, you're right. Like the Super Bowl thing was crazy, and like you guys saw, like the creators daughter of the super bowl got all mad that he threw the super bowl trophy and stuff like oh my gosh like you can't be doing that so disrespectful and tom's like you know whatever i'm gonna do it anyway like i have seven of these it doesn't matter i pretty much own the super bowl trophy so it's it's crazy like he's just so likable now and i hate it like yeah we spent our entire lives me all three of us have spent our entire lives hating this guy's guts just goes to Tampa Bay and he's like, you know what? This guy is actually pretty cool. And I hate him for it. If that makes any sense. No, it does. I hate how likable he is. Yo, Paulie. And and my, my bad. And Jordan, I think that that's a testament more to new England than anything. They, they, they seem to be like run like some sort of like very like no nonsense. Like you can't have fun here. Kind of vibes. And when we start hearing players talk about it, that have spent their time there, they're starting to echo those sentiments, right? Like you're starting to hear that more often. It was like, yeah, I mean, Belichick's a great coach. Like that, it starts off with that. It's like a, a positive sandwich, but I, you know, it was a very, you know, no nonsense. Basically they're just like, it wasn't fun. Like they didn't have fun. And Gronk yeah. kind of echoes that Brady hasn't really said it, but you can tell by his demeanor, he's having you, more yeah. fun in this season that he's probably had all the seasons up in, in new England. So, yeah. uh, I see the thing is, is I've always, I, I mean, obviously I've, I've hated him because he played for new England, but he also went to Michigan too. So like, I've had that, like that double edged sword for me, um, but just like, like, but like his, <laughs> 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 but him, like even on social media, like he was loving it up. Like, I, I mean, I'm not sure if it was actually him tweeting it or people from his team, but like when he tweeted, uh, when he re- he quote tweeted the video and he was like, nothing to see here, just a little avocado tequila. And there was typos and, and, and capitalizations, whether that was him or somebody from his team. It's just, it, it's like, it's relatable. You know, yeah. It's, it's 100%. Like I said, been there. like I said, when he was being like steered out of, of wherever, when they got off the boats or whatever, and, and people were, I thought my friends were like, Oh, that was Claudie Bruce. Like that, that's, that's, I I've been there and, and we all have. So it's just, he's so much more relatable. And I mean, again, going back to the things where like it, New England, you guys, Gronk said that, you know, they're having fun. I mean, Amendola basically said the Patriot way was, was, was following Tom Brady. It had nothing to do with the coaches. And it just seems like, yeah, okay. We know that, you know, Belichick seems to be a great coach, but year one without Tom Brady, one team went to the playoffs and won a Super Bowl. And that was the Buccaneers with Brady. And the Patriots looked absolutely lost and confused. So, you know, happy Tom Brady is very relatable. And again, I, I strive to be as happy and as motivated as him because there's already reports that he's back. Um, I think it was pro football talk said, you know, he's back and working on number eight. Like, oh, like this dude, this dude, so is, he's coming back. He's already said it. I mean, he's won seven rings and he's just as motivated as ever to try to do it again because I mean, I don't understand at 43 how he has this motivation, um, but but I hope that I hope that one day I have it because it's just it's just ridiculous. I get motivated when he retires. Like I'm so sick. <laughs> like I'm so sick of watching that man. Just he makes everything look so freaking easy. Like yeah. it's so it's frustrating, but like you like you said, but like it's it's admirable. Like yeah. doing yep. this at his age and you know how great he is. There's, like, there's not many athletes who can say that they've you know 
played at this level, this elite level at this age for this long. So as much as I hate him, I do respect him, you know, and also uh, shout out to Todd Bowles for getting there. Yes, yeah, absolutely. What a, what a defensive game plan from Bowles. Yeah. Um, you know, I've seen a lot of the stuff. Oh, you know, well, Bowles was a great defensive coordinator and he was a terrible head coach. That's neither here nor there. You know, he did have deficiencies as a head coach, which ultimately did cost him the job with the Jets. Uh, but I think it was more of people doing the whole LOL Jets narrative again. Uh, very happy for Todd Bowles. Glad that, I mean, his defensive game plan of, of just rushing for and not blitzing as much, which is something he normally does is blitz a lot. Um, and they shut down Tyreek Hill. Uh, Mahomes did what he could uh, in the second half of that game. But, you know, the Chiefs didn't show up to play, and the Buccaneers did. And, I mean, it's very hard. I, I said in, in, in our, you know, the pre-Super Bowl episode that Brady getting ready um, outside of the stadium while they're putting up the Super Bowl, um, you know, logos and things like that had to be motivating for him and he got that team ready to play I mean he was texting the guys every day that there was a report texting him every day saying we're gonna win and you know stuff like that's infectious when you got somebody who's got the you know the resume of, of Tom Brady yeah and there's there's nothing to say they can't they can't win it next year again like no if you really no, look at no. the NFC I mean reality is, is it's just the Packers right the NFC is pretty much and and maybe the Seahawks but if Russell Wilson forces his way out, like he's been saying, or they've been talking about, it really is not going to be anybody else but but those two teams, the Packers and the and the the Bucks. Again, it looks not, like that culture that culture changer is uh, is is a negative impact in Seattle Bozo uh, with Backer, Bozo Backer. Yeah. So uh, let's transition into our next topic. It kind of has something to do with that, with obviously with you know the Russell news and, and kind of some things there, and you know players in the NFL kind of starting to take charge. Um, you know JJ Watt. Um, discussed with the Texans that that he wanted to be move on. Um, it looks like they came to a mutual agreement. It doesn't seem like they even um, you know fielded trading calls. Uh, they released him. Uh, JJ Watt is a free agent. I've had issues with Watt over the years, ever since um, they were on Hard Knocks. Um, I always thought he came off as as uh, as a hard ass, and or that's not the word I want to use. Like like everything was fake to me. It was all like a show. Um, but slowly over the last few years, I've kind of started to warm up to him a little bit more. Um, I don't hate him like Dan, uh, our buddy Dan Lobax does. Apparently, you know, it's not personal with him, but for some reason he doesn't like J.J. Watt. Um, I've kind of gotten over that. Um, you know, some of the stuff, like I said before, you know, um, war- uh, working out by himself on the field when it was dark out to Lincoln Park. Um, you know, I just thought that was all for show. But again, we know how hard knocks is. Uh, but the Texans have now moved on from J.J. Watt. I saw a lot of people saying, oh, they released Watt, but they're refusing to trade Watson. Totally different situations here. I understand, you know, we want Watson out of, out of Houston. Um, and, yes, they are holding him hostage right now, but, but the situations are different. Um, you know, Watt's a, a declining player, if you will. He hasn't – he's missed some games over the last few years. But, you know, it's one of those things where it didn't really hurt them cap-wise to cut him. Uh, to allow him to hit free agency before free agency actually opens and find a new team. Um, and, 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 you know, they, they, they tweeted out, you know, once a Texan, always a Texan. I hate that kind of thing because, you know, he's not retiring a Texan. Uh, but again, the situation is different from, from, from Watson and, you know, Watts going to be happy to move on. What do you guys think? Yeah, I'll start off. Um, you know, you know, I think the whole situation was kind of weird because, through uh, the way that they phrase it and everything. Cause I think if you want to look like for the best interest in both parties, like you should, you should trade them. Like find, Hey, you want to go to Pittsburgh with your brothers? You know, let's, let's work out a trade. Let's figure something. Cause you know, yeah. Like you want to respect his wishes and everything, but you know what? You also need to look out for the best interest in, in your team. 
and you need to you have barely barely any picks this year so look out for yourself too so i think that was a little weird that they would just let him go like yeah you know, I, get, I get the respect issue and everything but i still think listen the team comes first like that that more than anything so you and somebody would have traded for him i think he was, oh, absolutely gonna, you're not going to get like a you know a haul for him but you're going to get like a couple picks and the beggars can't be choosers when it comes to the texans and their draft picks because they barely have any um you know, like you said, Paulie, like he's declined over the past few years. I think like he's had one double digit sack year in the past like five years. Um, you know, he's been banged up. He, he's, you know, hasn't been healthy. He's had a bunch of surgeries, but I think like a good fit, like Buffalo Bills would be a good fit for him. I think the Packers are, are a smart uh, option for him, you know, a place where he can go maybe like, well, he'll get to the playoffs and, you know, maybe try and get to the Super Bowl. Um, the situation that you also said, the, the situation between him and Watson are completely different, you know, JJ's also been there for much longer, been through a lot. He's much older. Um, you know, it, it's, it was a weird, it was a weird situation. Like it was just, and it came out of nowhere too. Like we're all just, it was like one morning they just woke up and it's like, Oh, JJ Watts, like not. A text yeah. Um, but I mean, honestly, I think that they needed to part ways in the end because I, he's not going to win anything there. The situation's getting kind of ugly, you know, with everything surrounding like the ownership and Watson and all that. So, you know, I think it was a smart move, but like I said, I think if you're the Texans, you should have traded him instead of just releasing him outright. Cause it doesn't benefit you in any way at all. Kyle, you know, what do you guys, what do you think? I I'm, I'm like right there with you on that. I think, um, I, I don't, I don't know why they didn't try to get something for him. Uh, especially since they, they have, some really non-existent draft picks coming up. They really need to, to make some moves there. And that's why I think there's a lot of incentive for them to move um, Deshaun Watson. Uh, Cause that team's bad, right? They're, that team doesn't have a lot of pieces. You just lost uh, another, you know, all-star player, but you guys are right. You know, he is aging. He's on the decline. Um, I feel like he's been injured every year, except this last year. I'm pretty sure this was his first full season in a while. I, I'm going to have to double check that after we, you know, we, we stopped talking. I probably should just fact check before I said that. So, shit. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I, I would have tried to get something out of it, but um, it just like, there's a lot of that, you know, weird fakeness going back. Oh, we love JJ. And just, oh, I love you guys. I, I guarantee you that they, they could not give a shit about each other. Right. I, I'm pretty sure JJ doesn't didn't like, he definitely doesn't want to be there anymore because that place is a mess. Right. It's like I, it, the house is burning. Right. And he's just like, well, gonna see y'all later and uh and and they're just kind of like wait sir where are you where are you going excuse me uh why are you leaving and then he's just kind of like I'm, I'm, I'm out i'm gone and then uh i think you you hit it right on the head he's gonna go somewhere uh that's gonna be a, a contender where he's probably gonna not be relied on as much uh and he doesn't have to because again I, I i wish i had his age is he like 33 is that where he's, he's at? 33 I think yeah he's 33, i believe he, yeah. i think he's 33 yeah yeah so like he, his window's closing right like he's yeah. his body's banged up he's and, a very old 33 yeah exactly so he's gonna go to a team that's pretty much pre like ready to go and he's just gonna be a plug and play kind of guy i think i think he's gonna he's not gonna get the majority of like he's he might get the majority of the reps, but he's going to be splitting it with a youthful guy so that he can keep his body healthy. Um, I, I agree with you. I see Buffalo as a, as an option for him. Um, the Packers as well, I think would be a good fit just so he can kind of ride it out a little bit. Cause his window, just like Aaron's is closed. He also went to Wisconsin too. So that, you know, that kind of helps. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's a, there's a, you know, there's a connection there. Um, 
or he might just go down to the, the Bucks, ride ride that train. Who knows? Oh God! He's like he's, like he's like shit. Might as well just oh. catch onto this train while everybody's running around. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that those are my my uh the my whole thoughts. the whole Texans thing is just. I mean, it, it's been brewing for for a few years. Like you know the dysfunction with Bill O'Brien, but we nobody could have predicted that this was coming. And it's just like if they if they really hold Watson hostage and don't get draft picks for him. Um, then, I mean, they're, we've discussed this before, how toxic they are, but if they hold Watson hostage, nobody, nobody, nobody wants to go there as it is. Um, so if they don't let Watson go, I mean, it's going to be very hard for them to recover from this because players are, players already don't want to go there. I mean, we saw when Hopkins got out of there, how happy he was. And, and obviously we're going to see what happens with Watt, but you know, Watson wants out for a reason. And if they just keep him there and I, and I understand the whole thing, you know, player signs a contract, but, but this always goes back to, you know, Jordan, I seen you talking about this. I can't remember with who, um, you know, on the timeline earlier, like, like, yeah, but the, but the owners never, never honor the contracts with the players either. And that's what gets forgotten a lot. And, mm-hmm. and if, if the team is doing terrible things and behind the scenes stuff and they're lying to their, their best player, you know, nobody deserves to be there. So, you know, we're we're interested to see what happens with Watson and, and how this unfolds because obviously we're Jets fans and we're hopeful that, you know, a trade may get done. But, man, if, if the Texans really hold on to him, that's going to be one of the most, you know, ridiculous things we've ever seen in sports because he's not going to show up. And, Paulie, just to get back to what you're saying before, if you look at college coaches, like you've got guys that sign eight-year contracts and then leave after the first year they find yep. a better job. Like all the time, but you know, yep. you, they're never held accountable. It's like, oh man, what a great move by him going to, you know, going from this school to, you know, Ohio State or Michigan or Notre Dame. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's great. But then that school that you just left, you lose out on recruits and then you have yep. to recycle all over again. And, you know, the, the coaches don't get punished. It's just like in college when players transfer, they have to sit out of here. Why, why should they have to sit out of here? Should, should the coach have to sit out of here for, you know, leaving that school, leaving that school in the dust for, for you? Yep. Like, it's it's a very hypocritical thing like like you said like listen honoring contracts sure that's great but it's got to be you know a 50 50 thing where you know players get get some power and ownership has some power it can't be 60 40 70 30 80 20 which it's been for the longest time exactly exactly so um next we're going to get out of the sports world and kind of go into you know the hollywood aspect of things um, one of my favorite skit shows of all time, one of my favorite comedians of all time, um, Chappelle show, which was taken off Netflix after an appearance on Saturday night live, uh, by Dave Chappelle, when he had mentioned that, you know, he wasn't getting any rights for them being on Netflix and it was pulled, uh, King Dave as he is, um, then, you know, got a deal with, with them to finally get it back on Netflix. I'm not sure if it's officially back on or what the date is, uh, but I'm happy to see, um, you know, Chappelle show back on there because when it was on Netflix, I was watching it because I always love watching the skits. So what I wanted to do with you guys, obviously, is, is you know, not even not only just talk about Dave a little bit, but kind of talk about some of your favorite skits of, of all time uh, from the show oh, when man. it was on. Yeah, oh. this I'm looking forward to this one, guys. So I'll let you guys go. Um, I was trying to think of what skits I would like, but there's so many. Um, so, you know, if you guys don't happen to mention any, I'll throw some in and, and we can bounce those off each other. All right. I, I get it. This is one of those that lives rent free in my mind for, I don't, I remember, I think it was like 2003 when it came out, but the skit where everything's better in slow motion. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And particularly the one scene where he's, he's taking a shit, right? He's on the bathroom. He's just, 
it's like regular motion. He's, you know, he's just like, oh, shit. Oh, God, I shouldn't have eaten that taco or whatever. I forget what he says. But then the slow motion comes on. And I swear to God, it gets me every time, dude. Where he just starts launching off the toilet. Yep. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and... Oh, Jesus Christ, man. That shit gets me every, every time I have to, it like lives rent free. I think about it randomly all the time. And I just start laughing when I'm in completely like non-related situations. I'll just be sitting there walking down the street, just laughing in my head. People think I'm a modern day joker at that point. Like, I don't know what's going on, but um, yeah, that's the one. That's the skit. I think about that all the time. He's had a lot of great skits, but that one, that one's the one that lives in my head. (laughs) Of course. What about you, Jordan? It's tough. Like, I, you know, I've been going back and forth because, like, you can go on YouTube and just, like, watch these and you yep. just fall, like, in a wormhole of, like, all the different old ones. I mean, it's, like, I love the Wayne Brady one. Like, is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bit? Like, because you know Wayne Brady. <laughs> you know he's, like, the nicest dude ever. Like, you watch, like, watch Whose Line Is It Anyway and he's on that. And he's, like, the nicest guy ever. So, you see him being, like, a pimp and, like, a, that one is – it's between that one and the racial draft. Like, the racial draft is one of the funniest skits I've yes. ever seen in my entire life. It's so simple. That's why, like, like it was so <laughs> simple, but it was just, it was so effective and so good. And, and that's, that's definitely one of my favorites, obviously, but I'll let you go continue with that. But I just wanted to get that in there. It's just like the, the tiger, just everything. This the tiger was thing. Like, I, I don't, I can't explain like how funny it's Cause honestly, if it was 2021 and that came out, it would have been canceled immediately. Oh yeah! I'm so grateful it came oh, out when man. it did. Yeah, I think it was 2000. It came out in 2004, and it was just like everything about <laughs> him dressing up as Tiger Woods and saying "for shizzle" to end it. It just it kills me every single time. So yep. it's, it's either that one or the Wayne Brady one. For yep. Me. Uh, so I was definitely gonna pick the racial draft, but since you picked it, what I'm gonna do is is. I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to take a cop out and take the Charlie Murphy True Hollywood stories because I, was gonna I feel like too. yeah. I wanted to make sure we mentioned them because they they are they are elite. Um, but I didn't want to just be like oh yeah this one and 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 take an easy cop out. I just wanted to make sure I mentioned that because um, they are all good. Um, you know from from the Prince uh, to the Rick James like anything that had Charlie Murphy in it and obviously. When when Chappelle would would play the characters was just just phenomenal, and I think it would Chappelle stuff is always he was ahead of his time. But it, when you watch it back now, it's it still works, which is which is insane. Uh, but one of one of my favorites of all time um, was the player haters ball, oh, um, my God. dude. It, oh, it, yeah. It's just with with with, with Murphy. Uh, Ice T, even you know Patricia O'Neill, who I don't think is is appreciated enough as a comedian. Um, right, he was great. I just think you know all the simple stuff. You know, Silky Johnson's one of Chappelle's best characters. Um, you know, everything that he would say was 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 easily quotable. Um, and then a, a runner up for me, the something else I wanted to mention too. Um, you know, was anytime he would he would come on and and. and do the um, anything with Tyrone Biggums? Oh um, yeah, just, it was just like when he did the classroom visit, um, <laughs> you know, and and it's just it's just stuff like that that again, like like today that you said would be canceled. Like that's why, like I think the Office is is so great because there's no way in hell the Office could have survived in this time, and that was that was something that was on yeah. you know national cable back then, and and it, all the jokes, the yeah. way they hit now, it just it couldn't survive, and that's the crazy thing where like. One of the things you never hear is like 
everybody always goes backwards. And I didn't mean to go from Chappelle show to the office, but I figured why not a transition quick? Like everybody goes back in time and wants to cancel something that was from so long ago. I have yet to see something with the office where people are like, Oh my God, you know, I can't believe they did that. Nobody ever says that. I feel like the office is untouchable. And I feel like Chappelle show is kind of like that too. So, um, you know, I'm glad to see it's back on there. I'm going to start, start off where I left off. Um, when they, we when it was on there, do, Oh my God. Yeah. An entire episode, like an entire episode of different Chappelle show skits. The other one where I forgot, which is probably my third favorite, the Clayton Bigsby one. Oh yeah. Is yes. 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 Oh, gold. Like, Oh my gosh. I just, there's some things we can, we can't say on this podcast. Yes. Of course. Canceled from that uh, episode, but it is so free. Yeah. No. And, and, <laughs> and that's the thing I, I think that like, it, that's another thing about Chappelle is his comedy is, is, is so well Written. um received from from yeah. everyone um you know so that that i mean the stuff that he was able to do on comedy central when he did it is so crazy because to me like i mean some of the things he could he said and, and was able to do um was insane um so another thing we wanted to make sure that we touched on on this episode because of when we're recording and it, and it was released today um the snyder cut of the new Justice League trailer, reboot, recut, new movie, whatever you want to call it. Um, I've seen some differing numbers thrown out there that, that, that Snyder was given $500 million to reshoot. Um, all the research I've done is $70 million, um, which is a lot of money to reshoot a movie. Um, I think it's going to be a totally different movie based on having that much money in it. Um, they've thrown characters in. They've added Joker. Uh, Leto's Joker looks different visibly looks different in the pictures and obviously the trailer now that we've seen. Um, I had some mixed feelings on um, how Snyder portrayed uh, Joker and Suicide Squad. I understood what they were doing. Um, so I liked it a little bit more than most did. Um, I didn't love it, um, but I'm curious to see what they do. I've seen some people saying, oh, they paid all this money for for a quick scene from Joker. And I'm like, if you really think that they gave you all of Joker in that one clip and that's all he's going to be in the movie, then you're foolish. Um, but I'm interested because I don't really like what Snyder's done with the characters in the DC world. And I'm a huge DC fan. Um, I've stated numerous times that I, pref- I, I like Marvel, uh, but I've always loved DC because I loved, you know, Batman. I've loved their villains. Um, but I don't like what Snyder has done with, with the character development of when he's done his DC movies. Um, so, you know, Marvel is so far in front right now after like the Batman trilogy, they've just lapped DC, like, like, I I mean, so many times at this point, uh, but I'm hopeful that Snyder's going to fix this. Um, what did you guys think of the trailer? Uh, well, I just watched it recently. So it's, I mean, uh, like before we started recording this, so it's pretty fresh in my mind. So, um, I, I thought the trailer was okay. I mean, I, I don't know what it is about. Um, these DC movies, but they're, they're just like, there's, it doesn't look fun. And I think that's why uh, they've been, there's literally a blueprint. If you look over at what Disney and Marvel are doing, mm-hmm. right. There's a blueprint. It's, it's laid out, make the movie fun with a great story. Yep. It's not hard, right? Like it's not hard. Movie. It's really not. And, and the thing with DC is they have like, I think Batman is one of the greatest yes. heroes of, of all time and the joker is the best villain of yes. all time mm-hmm. that's my opinion that that is like one of the best i will i will agree with you till i know jordan's gonna have some differing opinions but i'm always batman's always been one of my favorite superheroes regardless of what people want to say and and you nailed it with joker 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 is so iconic that's why people were rubbed the wrong way in suicide squad 
yeah, I, I thought the suicide Suicide Squad Joker was just abysmal. And then you have yeah. to go back to where the the best Joker was Heath Ledger, and you watch that that film. The guy looked like he was out of his mind, and that's the that's the character of Joker, yes. right? Like if you watch yeah. him, he's supposed to portray this guy who clearly is out of his mind, but he's very much in control. Yep. Like, and that's that's what to me is the character. Um, and then you you watch, you know, Suicide Squad, and that that character just looked like a an idiot i I, like he just looked like a loud guy in a room and he would just have makeup on and you're just kind of like shut shut up get this guy off my screen exactly no with this new trailer right so when i i i I have not cared for these dc movies since the batman trilogy which i argue is the greatest trilogy of superhero movies um and that's you know that's my opinion i think that i that that's what i hold dear to me because a batman's my favorite i also think that was the best kind of story i think the dark knight is just it's mm-hmm. it's just a head and shoulders above everything else. Now, when you um, compare what DC has done over these, like, you know, Wonder Woman, I thought the first Wonder Woman was fantastic. But again, yep. it's, it's, like all these movies that they've made have just been boring. Like I could not get yeah. into the Superman one. I thought it was just, first of all, I don't like Superman as a character, to be honest it's with cliche, you. It was cliche to me. Yeah, yeah. It's very cliche. Same, yeah. And, and it's and then I'm I'm watching these movies. It's not fun to watch. I, when you have somebody who invests, uh, obviously time in life is very finite, right? We only have a limited supply of it. How we use it, that's up to us, right? So when you want to have people sit down for two hours at a time and watch a movie, I don't want to be bored for two hours at a time. I could go stare and watch paint fucking dry, right? I'd rather do that than watch some of these DC movies. And that's the same way I feel with Man of Steel. That's the same way I felt with. I don't even. I can't even remember the name of the movie. That's how boring it was. With the last, um, the the latest Batman that they had. Um, what was what, it? I, Batman versus Superman? Yeah, it was awful I, too. Terrible. And 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 it, the, the plot was. Oh, I'm so angry. Yes. I, let's just. I'm just. I'm run, I'm. I'm rambling now, so I'm gonna reel it back in. But th- this is the same problem I'm seeing with this this trailer, right? Is it doesn't look fun. I don't. I don't care for these characters. Um, I don't. You know. Ben Affleck, I thought, was a good Batman. Oh, um, terrible. But, he was terrible. But, he was a terrible Batman. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I think he has that kind of that, uh, you know, but he looks like he's he's had like a rough day at work. Every time you see him in these pictures, he looks like he just got off a, a nine hour shift making calls and working, working, <laughs> this, working the phones. And I'm just like, my guy, are you stressed? Is everything OK at home? Like, that's you know what I mean, like he looks like he needs a cigarette every time I see him or, or a hard drink. Um, but. But continuing down that path, is the movie doesn't look fun. Uh, I don't think adding the Joker is going to make it fun. Also, I think that uh, that barren landscape scenes that they keep posting, I'm pretty sure those are a dream state. That's what I remember from Batman versus Superman. So I'm pretty sure Joker's role in that is going to be a dream. And it literally is just they're just throwing him in there. And then it's going to come down to the same issue that Spider-Man 3 had where uh, too many villains, right? You got too many villains running around. What the hell is the point? Who are we fighting? Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure you guys all saw Spider-Man three. They had, mm. they had, they had Venom. They had Sandman. Then they had, you know, um, Green Goblin reincarnated as Harry, right? Or Harry reincarnated, whatever. But you, but again, there's too many, too many villains going on. You're just, there's no focal point. Um, and I think that's what we're going to run into now. You have too many characters, too many villains, it, and it's apparently going to be four hours long. I don't give a shit. I'm not spending time. <laughs> Jordan, what about you, bud? I know you're going to give that Batman slander for us. Yeah, I mean, Kyle kind of like summed up like the movie in general. Like, yeah, like the, the trailer was okay. You know, there was a lot of action, which was what people going to want. A lot of blowing up, a lot of fighting. Like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. I mean, I, I'm a Marvel guy, so to the day I die, 
Um, yeah, I don't need to see Batman driving his car around. Like everybody else flying around, Batman's got like I gotta find a parking spot. So I'm not like <laughs> to, I'm not trying to see this man. It, it, it's it's honestly it's just a waste to me. Like I, I as much as I don't like Batman, I love the Joker because the Joker mm-hmm. can fuck with Batman so much, and Batman can't do anything unless you have you know a dime bag of weed on you. He's gonna then he's gonna beat you up, but he can't mess with Joker because Joker's just gonna like. We can't kill him. That's the thing. That's why yeah. Joker stays around. He's, Batman never kills anybody. Yep. So that's why the yep. Joker continuously. Yep. It's yeah. unless you got like some drugs on you, or you like made an illegal U-turn, then he's gonna pull you out of your car. <laughs> made an illegal U-turn. Like, oh my god, that you're ridiculous, bro. I but you know I'm sorry. Like, I just don't see it with Batman. Like, you know what's funny is like The Dark Knight is probably one of my favorite movies. Uh, because of the Joker, like not because of Batman. Just no, that's a, that's a hundred percent. That's that's yeah. factual. And I'll, and as much as I love Batman, I'm gonna agree with you on that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, as far as like that movie goes, like I said, like it's Kyle kind of hit the nail on the head. Like, there's a lot of stuff going on, but like have a premise to the story. Like, yeah. Like more like the Marvel movies. Like, you had the Infinity Stones. You had like Thanos with his daughter. Like you had like all these different like situations going on. This is, just seems like a whole like mess of stuff thrown yep. in there. Yeah, and, and and that's the thing. That's why again, I give I, I agree with Marvel being you know lapping them so much. Uh, but we're gonna get into everybody's favorite segment as always to close the show. Um, you know, it's big bozo energy. Um, we've gotten so much feedback on it, and we're happy to do that because you know we've got to call it out when we see it. Um, my winner, well, my nominee, excuse me, for big bozo energy of the week is going to be Andy Martino of SNY. Uh, he does have me blocked, um, but if you'd like to get a tailored suit and sit at a table with the big boys finally and then have a conversation with me, I'd love to do so because uh, my man does not know how to dress, but that's neither here nor there. So he, Carton called him out on the radio, and I agreed with everything Carton had to say. Um, he's he's not even a reporter. He's not a guy who has sources, um, and he complained this week uh, because the Mets have been kind of involved in everything um, and, and players' names and being here or there. And he tweeted on February 11th, the new Mets front office is relentless in its ability to not ever chill out and just let us relax this offseason. Bro, you are awful at your job. You never are correct. You have no sources, okay? And for you to sit there and complain that you have to do a spot from your office in your home to just confirm what everybody else has already reported and said players that the team has been interested on, you're going to sit there and complain that you actually have to do your job. So my big bozo of this week is going to be Andy Martino um, because he, he's just, he's terrible. And I mean, in all seriousness, I mean, he's not a beat writer. He just works for SNY, but he surely gives the Jets beat writers a run for their money for being as terrible of not only as, as, as a journalist, uh, but as a tweeter as well. Um, Jordan, who's your big bozo of the week? Um, So most of you guys saw, you were stunned by the Jaguars hiring Chris Doyle, um, who was a former Iowa strength and conditioning coach who, you know, stuff came out in the summertime about him, you know, racial issues with, you know, black players with the Iowa Hawkeyes uh, players, um, you know, an investigation happened, you know, he ended up resigning. Um, and then out of nowhere, like the Urban Meyer decides to, to hire him after everything that went on, like it, it was bad. Like if you go and look at the stories, he said some pretty nasty things to first of all, the college kids, like I, just, I, like, I don't want to repeat it. Cause it's like that, like messed up. Mm-hmm. 
Um, I, I think he was out of a job for eight months. You know, the uh, Iowa settled with him. I think he got like a $1.1 million buyout, whatever. Um, so my bozo, big bozo energy of the week is Urban Meyer. You really had the gall to hire this guy and come out and say, oh, you know, I've known him for 20 years. We did an extensive background check uh, on him, blah, 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 blah. And then not even 24 hours later, the guy resigns because of everything that, that happened. Like, that's a bad look for not only the Jaguars, but for Urban Meyer, who just got this job, like, and you vouch for this guy and then he immediately resigns. Nah, like, that's not, that's, that's not it. Like, you're a bozo for doing that. So Urban Meyer is my big bozo of the week. Kyle, what about you? Mine, uh, real simple, real short, real sweet, anti-maskers. I've seen a lot of videos where people complain, I'm not wearing my mask. I don't want to wear it. I don't need to wear it. Why should I wear it? My, my whole point is, shut up wear your fucking mask, stop whining, grow up. Like you're, you're putting everybody else in danger because you're being selfish. That's all I got to say on that. Uh, you know, I, I've had arguments with people about it uh, on Twitter. They, they say, you know, well, what's the big deal? Why are you afraid of the virus? I'm not afraid of the virus. I'm afraid of passing it on to somebody. Then I don't know. I have it by passing it on to somebody who's older. They don't, if I don't know, I have it and they get it and they, it hurts them. It could kill them. I, I'm not, I have to do my part. I need to make sure I keep people safe. You do the same. That's my, that's my big bozo anti-maskers. You're, you're, you're 100% correct. Um, you know, I, I'm even going to vote for you this week because, um, you know, while we are in a competition, um, sometimes, you know, one of us is more, more right than others. And, and Kyle, you 1000% are there. Uh, so that concludes episode three. Uh, as always, we thank you for listening. Make sure you like, subscribe, um, you know, give us your feedback. We appreciate that. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Spotify. We're on Captivate. Um, the Ascension Podcast Network website is coming soon. Uh, but make sure you follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at N-O, the number one. Ask for the number four pod. Um, that's where you can follow us. Uh, join us next week. Have a good one. Peace.